Teresa asked me what what movie are you guys talking about? I said House. She goes with the doctor. And I went no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a TV show. Oh yeah, with that one guy that everybody loved for a time. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. loved him. Hugh Laurie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie, uh, Englishman who does a very good American accent. Very yeah, good, really His good. American accent really is too good. solid. I don't think like, he's actually when British. When I found out he was solid. British, I was like, really? Why? Wow. It's like upsetting. Wow. Yeah. It was like a bummer. He also yeah. does yeah. a really good, good limp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when I could yeah. see when I saw that he could walk, I was like, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Music. <laughs> Pictures podcast where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I'm your grocery boy. (laughs) 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 And Erica. This house knows everything about you. (laughs) (laughs) We are in the end of August. Guys, what a month we've had i'm gonna miss august r.i.p we've had we've had some winners in august i'm specifically talking about school spirit (laughs) (laughs) well according to the uh analytics a lot of people like that one yeah people who knew school spirit i'm uh, very happy to hear that and see that but this is our final episode for this at least this edition of august in which we are going to discuss the very beginning of a franchise because we're going to be talking about this movie and then we will be in the end ranking the entire franchise of Either 1985 or 1986s, depending on where you're looking. <laughs> House. This is a house where no one should live. I mean, someone does someone live there. Someone lived here though. before you was nuts. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Roger Cobb has come here alone. Daddy? (laughs) But no one is ever alone in the house. This house knows everything about you. Mm -hmm. Leave while you can. No! It has been waiting for him. Your own risk. 
That's right, 1985 or Six's House, brought to you by Banquet Frozen Dinners. <laughs> If you're too tired to make dinner after a day of not writing the book you're supposed to be writing, it's time for Banquet Frozen Dinners. Just put the entire box in the microwave. (laughs) That's the whole box. Don't open it and set the timer for 30 minutes and half an hour later, delight in your banquet. (laughs) Banquet dinners were made for people that were like, holy shit, Swanson is expensive. (laughs) Yeah. For 50 for fried chicken? Mm, I think I'll be doing the $2 banquet. Thank you very much. The $2 banquet turkey uh, stuffing and dessert. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, Eric and I, when we watched this, we're, we're like, did he, we were wound it. We're like, did he set the timer on the microwave for 30 minutes? And he does. Yeah, because he he's... puts the whole thing in. Like, yeah. Roger basically had to move into this next house because I think he burned down his own. Yeah, well, also, he is high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he does not. He's I, like, I don't know. I'll just throw this in there. I don't know I what. Just, it's probably 30 am, minutes. I probably cook it up. fucking starving. <laughs> I just put the... Why take it out of the box? <laughs> the box is cardboard anyway. It's just gonna... It's like gonna steam it and shit. So fucking... <laughs> it's gonna be perfect. Yeah, you just, you know, uh, he got... A, he picked up some bad habits when he was in Vietnam. One of it. One of which... He likes a little uh, likes a little weed. Uh, this movie is directed by Steve Miner, New World's Golden Boy director in the post Corman era, who had just directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three. And at the time, he before this, he was trying to make a Godzilla movie, uh, written by Fred Decker, who had done uh, the Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. This is uh, what he explained to Cinefantastique in 1986. After Godzilla, I decided I'd better find a film to direct before my career was over prematurely. I came across the original first draft script by Ethan Wiley. I liked it very much and gave it to Sean Cunningham to produce. From the start, we designed it to be very different from the Friday the 13th films. Uh, The idea was not to do a slasher gore picture, but rather something that was a mix of genres, a bit of comedy within haunted house format. Uh, They did shop this around to other studios. Um, okay. But they yeah. did say that Robert Remy and New World uh, allowed them, quote, carte blanche to do whatever they wanted, mm. I'm assuming, at a certain price point. And uh, as uh, Steve Miner had uh, mentioned in that quote, he this was produced by Shauna S. Cunningham, who was one of the uh, director producers working in exploitation in the 1970s that somehow doesn't uh, work for New World a lot. So finally, he comes into New World on this. He started back with, uh, well, not started, but he uh, he did produce Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left mm. in the early part of the 70s. And then he moves on to a lot of kids' films, in particular, a Bad News Bears ripoff called Here Come the Tigers. And then another one called <laughs> Manny's Orphans, which is about <laughs> soccer, uh, both of which were produced by Minor, who would continue working with Cunningham into the Friday the 13th films. It's Cunningham who gets house going. Financially, he sets up the movie because he he funds all the pre-production so he gets the ball rolling at which point new world then said oh okay well look at this thing um because both eras loved to see a movie that was already well funded and yeah. on its way and was yep. like well we'll get in on that we just need you to pay for the icing <laughs> got it yeah, i got right. it oh we're paying for the icing. we're already making the cake like oh fucking this is badass we're in <laughs> we had to barely do anything uh like i said written by ethan wiley who was he basically was uh roommates with fred decker in uc at ucla and he was very interested in fred decker's original idea for house 
they were both obsessed with uh, the Twilight Zone. And this was basically Fred Decker's idea for a Twilight Zone movie, or at least an episode of a movie. Um, Because I think they had seen the movie and were very like inspired by it. And uh, of course, we're fans of the TV show, Uh, but he had never really fully written it out. He Decker had originally a more like scary version of a guy inside a house, you know, with all these, you know, ghosts coming to try to take him away. And he never uh, wrote it. And so he was busy trying to make this Godzilla movie with Steve Miner, which never came to be. And it was so, a very tough subject matter to be a commercial <laughs> film in hindsight. In hindsight, you know, when you think, when you look back. Yeah. Um, so it's Wiley took this idea for House and wrote it up. Um, but he is the one that is responsible for adding more humor to the project, which is not how Decker saw it. Um, Wiley started in Creature Effects. He worked on Return of the Jedi and Gremlins. Uh, which makes sense, uh, in particular in House Two, uh, where he creates the Catter Puppy and everything else, and oh, he wrote boy. and directed House Two. This stars William Cat, who had appeared in Carrie and Big Wednesday, but was coming off of a superhero TV show that I was obsessed with as a kid called The Greatest American Hero. Who Believe was it or obsessed not, with that? He's wa- walking on air. <laughs> Never, Never thought, thought I could feel so free. free. Oh my gosh, I had this 45 uh, record and I played it all the time. I love this show so much. My wife knows that song f- forwards and backwards. Didn't know that it was for the TV show Greatest American Hero. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, and I had to, you know. I know all the young fans of this show have no idea what the greatest American hero is. We have young so fans? Many. Oh, wow. Listeners. Let's call them listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> listeners. No one's a fan of this show. That's <laughs> Not even us. That's very true. That's very true. Are we ranking yet? Are we ranking our own show? Because <laughs> I like to rank right. other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> our podcasts. Uh, ranking us. We will not make our own list. Mm. Um, after this, Cat does not appear in a bunch of New World movies, as he probably should have. Instead, uh, after this, he goes on like a nine-film run of Perry Mason TV movies mm. with Godzilla 1985 star Raymond Burr. Mm-hmm. Also, time you know, weaving that all together. Weaving it all together, man. I gotta do it. Uh, here's where you can watch House. It is on Tubi. It is on Shutter Prime. We watched the Arrow Blu-ray. What did you watch it on, Mark? I watched it on Prime. Okay. Yeah, it is on Prime and it looks very good. Yeah, it does. Now it's time to talk about what this movie is about. Mark, what is House about? It's about, listen, a person will put up with a lot of shit to avoid an annoying neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. Very Mm. true. Erica, what is this movie about? Sometimes a free house comes at a price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Was it free? But was it free? Because he has a realtor in the was beginning. Was it not right. free? I don't I mean, know. You're always going to have to pay property tax. So, I mean, yeah. that. But that's, uh, but that's the thing. He, in the end, kind of goes, I'll take it. Like, like he was buying the house from the realtor in a house he already grew up in. All the tragic circumstances of his life had already taken place in this house. The like, realtor wanted to sell it. And he was like, I'm just going to oh, live I in see. it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Very good. I was very confused by the realtor aspect of this having already seen this movie many times but anyway uh well we're th- thinking the smallest details <laughs> that's what i do that's what i do you that's- never thought you would be so free you're Too overthinking over- all those details <laughs> who could it be believe it or not it is Brian. <laughs> i loved every second of that um 
<laughs> Overthinking all the little details should be a t-shirt. <laughs> the New World Pictures podcast. Overthinking all the little details. Um, here's what I thought this movie was about. A successful novelist is having trouble with his latest book, so he decides to do everything but write it. <laughs> That's great. That's I've, great. Got to, I've got to really improve my, what is, what is this movie about summaries? So you make it very much like a letterboxed <laughs> description. Well, I make it yes, more, I, I always do mine more like a life lesson. <laughs> which yeah. No, it's important. Well, we have a variety of, okay, uh, that's, of you know, you know all right. Well, we, you know, I just need to change the I've verbiage. Been, I've been inspired by our uh, nearly new worlds where we come up with our own letterbox <laughs> and I try to challenge myself. You're also overthinking all the details. <laughs> overthinking what you say. Should I have said that? It's me, Mark. <laughs> Fair enough. I learned uh, every second of that too. Yeah. Um, here is our letterbox synopsis. Ours? Roger, we wrote one? A- ours. We wrote it? It's wow. for this episode. It's ours. Now we own it. Okay. Awesome. I'll uh, take it. We are on letterbox. <laughs> Give us a follow if you can. Roger Cobb is an author who just separated from his wife. Okay. No, I'm not they've sure. been separated yeah, for I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while. I feel like it's been a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He moves into a new house. Because he got house. in good shape. So, like, it's yes. been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. He got himself wild. ripped because he was yeah. like, yeah. I'm back. I'm on the single scene. Yeah, I'm on nobody the single owns scene. A, nobody owns a sweater with that deep of a V. Oh, my they've God. They've been married for a while. A That's a single v. man's deep Favorite v. scenes. Mm-hmm. Every scene with that sweater. Thank uh, you. I mean, where I do you buy one? a sweater? I don't think like I can that. pull it off like oh, a yeah, cat, can. but no, I mean, everyone I want can. One. Yeah. In the the 80s. Just, just to take out the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Which is what you wear a, yeah. a deep V like sweater like Yes. How, it's an all occasion. How mm. George Went didn't say do you always wear that sweater? Is that? Is that... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, where can I get one of those sweaters? <laughs> because if George went and wore one of those sweaters, I would no, have been like, nice choice. No, but even if I didn't know my next door neighbor, if it was my first meeting, right. if my next door neighbor was wearing that sweater, I would be fixated on. But was that like a it huge a mid-80s uh, like fashion trend that I just don't remember? I don't remember seeing it I don't on recall. anyone else ever. So right. me neither. I don't. Re- I don't shit. remember that. I mean, it is like below, like it is middle, mm-hmm. up, like yeah. top of the stomach V. Yeah. yeah, like it's getting dangerously close to his belly to, button to the navel. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. wow, yeah, it's and deep. and it's, it's blousey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful, it's, and it's yeah. tan. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's I mean, almost it's, flesh colored. Uh, yeah, it's, on him, it's almost. It's yeah, almost, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He uh, moves into a new house. Not a new house. It's an old house, particularly to him. And tries to work on a novel based on his experiences in the Vietnam War. That much is true. Mm -hmm. Strange things start happening around him. Little things at first. I would say they're rather large for the beginning. But as they become more frequent, Cobb becomes aware that the house resents his presence. He's aware of it from the jump, but he stays regardless in fact i was wondering because once roger moves into the house a house he has terrible memories in Mm -hmm. then sees his aunt's ghost one night who's warning him to like get out this house knows everything about you leave while you can no the next night a giant monster comes out of the closet Would you guys move out? 
Well, uh, rewind one second. At what point did his son disappear into the pool? Is that a flashback? And from that's how a flashback. Far, how, okay, yes. but you willingly went back to a house that your child disappeared in. Mm-hmm. You've never seen your child for a year, maybe, right. maybe two, right? And you're like, maybe it'll inspire me to write about your time at your war time at war in Vietnam. I, I mean, you're compounding just tragedies in your life. Now, uh, I, uh, yeah. If you hadn't paid rent in a while, and your landlord's about to kick you out, <laughs> your car's been repossessed. Right. The only clothes you have is a deep V-neck sweater, <laughs> and the uniform you wore to war. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Then Stay yes. Pretty clean. Then yes. You're going to move into that house. because You have no bed, so you have to sleep in your old bed. Your old kid's bed. Right. You're going to move into that house because you're like, this is my last stop. He was in more of like a bosom buddy situation than we were aware of. (laughs) Right. He was like, I'm either going to have to dress as a woman to get into this apartment building next door to me. Or I take my grandmother or aunt's home. His aunts, yeah. Also, he had to move to Monrovia. I mean, that had to have been tough. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And he was thinking, everyone will leave me alone. And then yeah. he sees George Went, and it's like, nope. Like, oh, I don't damn know it. anyone I'm, in Monrovia. This is going to be right. perfect. Because everyone mean, in Mo- Monrovia is like, Someone's, <laughs> someone new. This is fantastic. we got to get to know him. <laughs> great, great school district. Super haunted house, though. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, the trade-off. That's the trade-off. <laughs> oh, also, your son is it trapped is. in another dimension. But once you can maybe free him, great school district. Great school district. <laughs> Look, great, if you can yeah. get him out of that, of that, that uh, dimension that's in your medicine cabinet, you're gonna have a your cho- you're gonna have your dealer's choice of great schools to go to here in yeah. Monrovia, California. But you yeah. want to get him out between like June and early July because <laughs> right. the schools fill right. up. Right. And then yeah. you're gonna have to go. You, you're gonna have to go to the Pomona School District. And yeah, you're gonna have to go gonna, out of district. Or it will not. West Covina, yeah. maybe. If you find I him mean... in May, that would not help us. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Could you push finding your son in that alternate dimension until summer? Or at least winter break. If you could go but work on a winter summer, break. So you can sign him up before this class is <laughs> early, early yeah. summer. It gets yeah. full. It gets yeah. full. <laughs> but here's the thing about his financial situation. Once he sees that monster, he gets a truckload of that equipment, which uh-huh. compounded with the fact that he has a line of people lined up to get his book. And, and it's clear a like real he, wide, wide selection, of wide people. selection mm-hmm. of people. He was supposed to be, I think, based a little bit on Stephen King, but uh, Roger Cobb. But like, yeah, he he his his books apparently appealed to everyone. I would oh say he's, he's more aligned with Richard Bachman than Stephen King. If you... <laughs> that, yes. No, great distinction, and in my face with that one. You're you're totally right. Don't you think Stephen King should dress up? <laughs> what as... What an idiot I am for suggesting Stephen King. <laughs> Don't you think Stephen King should dress up as Richard Richard Cobb for Halloween? Roger Cobb. Oh, sorry, Roger Cobb. <laughs> Honestly, you can put if that Stephen DV, King put that DV sweater on, you can put on a blonde curly wig, uh-huh. and just walk mm-hmm. around and be like. Anybody I'm Roger Cobb from House. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone see my son? Huh? Anyone see my son? <laughs> Where's my he shotgun? Seems, but like, where's he, my shotgun? He, when he gets when he gets uh, all that equipment, like this is the mid '80s. So for him to get 
a truck full of that camera equipment and tons of video cameras, that is a flex of his financial prowess. And in a way that I think gets lost, would get lost on all of our young listeners. Yes. I mean, um, having that much tape to be able to plug in there, but he never really turns on the video cameras. He well, as far as we see it, but he supposedly does because he puts all the cameras on and then he tries to open the door to the closet and then he runs out of the house to get it all recorded. Yes, and then does like a like a musical slide down the front mm-hmm. steps for mm-hmm. reasons that make no sense. That's why a, is he? That's doing a real that? missed opportunity for them to have like like the end credits could have been that footage. Right. Like the footage right. that he got. Fair. Like a Jackie yeah. Chan film. It could have ended it with all the different takes of him trying to do that slide. Yeah. No, 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 no. All the, all, no, all the monster vi- video footage. Oh, oh, or just oh, video oh, footage okay. of like the door. That kind of yeah. like my idea better. <laughs> 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 I was just kidding because I was like, I completely missed what you were saying. And I was like, what I said is so dumb. <laughs> and this and movie does end on right. right. How would he even video right. his slide? <laughs> hey, no, no, you're 100% closet. right. His his video footage of the monster or just like the open totally. closet door. Because yeah. the, the, movie, uh, the sure. movie does end on a freeze frame. Yep. So you could have totally dropped in that footage. That would have been hilarious. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, a little flex about his amount of money because mm-hmm. at that time to have like all of that the mid-80s of watching him with all that equipment, you're going, oh, oh my God. Like, holy that is shit. so much money. I mean, even so now, much I'm money. going, holy shit. I mean, this know, is back when VA, this is in the beginnings of VHS and VHS store eras when you would have to buy a videotape for $79.95, which is probably what House went for when it went out on VHS. $80 a tape for these things yeah. in that time. So this stuff was expensive. Now he would just mount yeah. an iPhone at the door and be done <laughs> right, with it. Right. He'd be like, hey, guys, I'm about to just uh, turn yeah, this on do my it closet. Live, do it uh, live on TikTok. Smash that like button if you want to see what monsters are in Dead Ant's closet. Here we go. Cob out. Um, the other thing about all those cameras, wouldn't you want to set some up in some other rooms? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> you wouldn't. Just one room. Nope. Because okay. here's the thing you you have a uh, you have one power Cob block. Cob logic, bro. Cob and- <laughs> logic. Cob logic. Old- Use your Cob logic, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. What? You only have so many outlets, and you only have one power oh, block because yeah. you spent it all mm. on on cameras. But That's here's true. the thing that uh, oh, I mean, yeah. in addition to that, the house has a pretty dope pool, right? Yes. And a That's a nice kept pool. pool. An immaculate, yeah. an immaculate pool. A uh, little fun fact about it: that pool was oh. not a part of that house. It was a separate location to the house. Right, you are shattering my dreams right I know. now. They built that little fence. I wish I could unlearn that. They come that. up to with the little metal gate and the bricks. Okay. So that is the fence that but sort here's of makes the thing. it. I, I, yeah. I googled the house, and there's a pool behind it now. Yeah, but it's not there at the time. I don't. Okay, I well. Yeah. You know, wow, he Googled the house. Is it the does the does the pool look similar? Did they I didn't make even the think about Googling I, it? Like... Was, it was just Google satellite, so I could just see I that didn't there even is a think pool about behind Googling it. it. Yeah, because maybe if they built, if they made and they specifically built a pool to make it look exactly like the pool in house, oh, just uh, I mean, shit. wow, good job. 
Mm-hmm. What dedication? It was a neat pool. It's like kind of like a kidney shaped pool, and they had like the rocks behind yeah. it. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Let's talk real quick about George Went. Howdy, neighbor. Just move in? Yeah, last night. Harold Gorton. Hi, Roger. Roger. Well, hey, it's great to have a new neighbor. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Biggest bitch under the sun. Just a senile old hag, really. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and offed her, you know what I mean? She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Just a, a saint, really. And uh, such a beautiful woman for her age. Mm-hmm. Would you like some dinner? I love the early part of the house franchise dedication to the cast members of Cheers. And the, <laughs> the, the lesser cast members. The, yeah. Uh, the, the guys at the third bar. Third and fourth billing. Know? Not Ted Danson. They're not fucking around yeah. with Ted Danson. But he's so good in this movie. Holy shit. Um, he's so good. He should have been in more movies, I feel like, watching this. And by that, I mean New World movies. I really would have loved <laughs> to see George Wynn in some more New World films. I just, I love when he comes over and he brings dinner and it's just like this nondescript takeout dinner of <laughs> yeah, noodles right. of some kind that you just are like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. well, I guess we're eating this. Yeah. Uh, he's He's instantly asking him for dinner. Oh, he's instantly like, let's just, you know, watch a game or something, but have dinner. It's like, this guy is lonely. But... Yeah, very, very. But also, it's like so fun to, you know, the aunt. That lady never let George went in the house. No, never. never. He well, was probably he trying to go over of her. and be like, hey, want to have dinner? And she was like, my house knows everything about you. Like, she <laughs> was like not letting him in. She had that gorgeous pool that she, I right? guess, let you use if you were a sexy female neighbor. Right. But not right. if you're just a everyday man next door. Sure. So I think he was like dying to get in there. And finally, when she, you know, kicked the bucket house style, then it was his opportunity to get in there and see it. Yeah. Did the aunt really let her use the pool or did you just take advantage of a situation where you're like, new guy moved in. I know they have a pool. I'm going to use it. Well, let's let's think about this because the neighbor... Let's not just think about it. Let's overthink it. Let's yeah, overthink let's it. Overthink it. <laughs> How much more? Let's overthink these details. The neighbor played uh, by former Miss World, Mary Staven. Miss World? Mm-hmm. Who had appeared in Octopussy and A View to a Kill before this. And after this, stars in Bruno Mattei's Born to Fight and Striking Distance 2. Holy shit. So. How, I Well, looks so, like I'm ordering some movies tonight. <laughs> you guys keep both, talking. Both the... Um, He's going to just order it right now. I'm saying Striking Distance 2. And what I mean is Strike Commando 2. Striking Distance 2. The sequel to the Bruce Willis film that never never was to be. It's so unfortunate that that was never made. It's a bummer. It's just, uh, I mean, Strike Commando 2. Mary Staven playing Tanya. She tricks Roger into babysitting by using her sex appeal. Did she also trick Roger's aunt? With some sex appeal. Hell yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you look like you like to play. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-cob. No, totally. And then like, she said, oh, my play is just me using your pool. That's us playing together. Yeah. And that's what she utilized in order to get access. Yeah, she to was like, pool. we should get wet together. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Right. And then she starts buying like a swimsuit. She's like, cool, let's get in the pool. She's like, oh, wet to get, damn it. Wet together. Damn wet it. Wet together. Yeah, Mildred, if you fell for this once, you fell for this a thousand times. <laughs> uh, that's why she hanged herself. She was so pissed that she fell for it. She's like, damn it. She it overthought things house. too. She overthought things the- way too much. That's right. It wasn't yeah. the house that hanged her. She mm-hmm. hanged herself because she was mm-hmm. like, I'm an idiot. 
God. When she Plus, was like, I'm also losing my mind. When I'm going to dive into your kidney bean, she didn't realize it was the <laughs> yeah. shape of the pool. That's what she was. She had a huge shape. pot of chili made. She was like, finally, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Extra kidney beans. <laughs> Put red kidney beans and dark red kidney beans in this. Tanya loves kidney beans so much. What? What? I that? was wrong. <laughs> she ain't making mistakes. <laughs> but yeah i um i don't know i kind of have mad respect for tanya the way she just offloaded that child and ran out jesus with a guy whose son is literally missing you were like he'll be a good babysitter she clearly did not i don't think she ever knew that i don't think she knows anything about roger and i I think that's amazing because then you are putting him in charge of your child for the whole night Mm -hmm. by the way that child is the legitimate son of director steve minor oh no kidding that was Aww. his actual son that played that part. And he was legitimately crying in that bathroom scene where he's trying to take the hand off. Yeah, yeah. No, that uh, kid, he looked that like kid he was, is he, crying. He, he was, yeah. He was legit. Yeah. He, yeah. And the commentary on the disc, they were like, I, I kind of felt bad because he was really crying. And Steve was like, no, 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 it's good. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, no, that, so kid, was, that kid was not happy. Also, that kid was not happy with uh, uh, with the, the movie, the TV movie that was on. I mean, how yeah. bad is that right. movie when that kid is crying during that, but totally cool with being pulled up through a through a chimney? Yeah, like doesn't that, freak out. Yeah, no that. big deal at all there. By two right. monsters, and he's like, "Wee!" Also, can we talk about the fact that chimneys aren't big enough for people to go up? Like they're only six feet in diameter. A chimney <laughs> overthinking things. <laughs> overthinking the tiny. But can we can, can we stop with this facade that people can be pulled up a chimney? Can we stop it, please? All of these scripts are written by people who have never seen a chimney, Mark. They have. They're just trying to deal with the information yeah. that they have. Yeah. Oh. But if you just Google a chimney, it'll tell you the flu. Really? If you and Google chimney. a chimney, it'll tell you? Yes. It'll tell I you all this information? Six inches okay. is the average size of a flu oh. and a chimney. The oh, actual so pipe as it goes, goes up, it goes. It goes yeah, because you have the hearth, you have the actual fireplace. But right, then once right. you get the flu and the pipe, it's only about six inches wide that it goes up through the brick. No one, you can't climb up there. Not even a little kid. Well, that's why Give me a, a chance, Mark. Believe in me. But that's why it was Don't. important to get that kid out of there quick before he got right, before they go into flu through the flu. Be- before, yeah. yeah the, uh, okay, okay. But he cried more about the TV show that his ex-wife was on. I felt like it was amazing that he saw the TV show and he was kind of, but then he just was like, went right to bed. I was like, that doesn't happen either. No. Where a kid just no. like suddenly is on the couch and starts getting comfy. I was like. I've never had that happen. But no, also I, that kid was tricking Raj too because right. he was like, oh, I'll just close my eyes and, and then pretend I'll go run asleep. around. And then he's going to go back to writing his book and then I'm going to run around. And he got him. He right. got him. He did. He did. Like, that, I got fooled by everybody. Before that though, even, um, there's a scene where Roger shoots this creature that pops up and takes tries to pretend to be his wife, Sandy. By the way, Played by Kay Lenz of Moving Violation, if you recall, when we yeah. appeared on the you, know, you Don't Know Dick podcast and talked about Moving Violation, uh, which is, she's great in that movie. And Kay Lenz plays, she plays uh, his wife, but then it becomes this monster. And I love this scene where he shoots the monster because you're not sure if he actually killed, you don't know if it's his wife or the monster or like you're, I mean, you know it's the monster, but like when he shoots it, then it reverts back to her mm-hmm. was the 
ghost trying to pretend that they were her for a minute and then he shot her. You know what I mean? So you kind of don't know, like, did mm-hmm. he actually shoot his wife? And then the attention to detail where they see George went looking over, but because of the, sh- the like bushes the in shrubs, front of the house, yeah. he can't see the dead body. So he mm-hmm. thinks that Roger's trying to kill himself. So he calls the cops. And then I also loved how the cops showed up in mere seconds because that's what it's like in Marin County. So that's pretty great. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not any other part of the Bay Area, I can uh tell you that. Not any other part. (laughs) Um, I thought also the most fantastical part of that sequence was, is it William Cat? Is that the actor? Yeah. Picking up a woman or a person, doesn't really even matter, a person, and not like bent over. All arms and back lifting up and not fully busting a, a disc out on his mm. back. Yep. How I'm that did happen? He worked out hard. Because post, he, he post, is in... Post-divorce yeah. workout. He's in post-divorce shape. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. He is in, I can wear a deep V sweater shape. He is. And not look like a complete weirdo. Right. And I was, <laughs> uh, that made me think, I have to go to the gym. I gotta commit. I gotta get in there. I gotta commit to it. It made me think I have to get a divorce. (laughs) Wait, 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 what? What? Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? Goodbye. Erica, where are you going? Erica, why are you leaving the podcast? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of thinking of overthinking things. Oh, I'd love to overthink things we loved and things we. That's right. We're going to overthink the things we loved and the things we hated. Mark, what is something that you loved? Um, I loved the attempt. I don't think it was entirely successful because I'm overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The attempt at a, a fun house of creatures all around yeah. this house. Yeah. Like, there are moments that it's like behind every door, there's some new creature and it's going to be you know, some new challenge and it's what is this creature of? What is the manifestation of the past or whatever it may be? It doesn't quite deliver on that because there's too many, I think, gaps in between mm-hmm. the creatures that you're not feeling like an escalation of the funhouse. But certainly the part where the creature kind of looks like his ex-wife and he can't yeah. decide which one it is. And then he's lowering himself down the medicine cabinet cavern and you've got this flying thing that like grabs his gun and shoots at him like there's some parts of it that i'm like if you had just maybe i don't know sped up those moments or had those moments happen like a little faster and built a little bit more where each creature was a little bit more significant that you had to fight it would have been better but it's still pretty fun to see like what's going to come out of door number three you you don't really know and and the the creature effects still hold up. They look good. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun yeah, to see. Yeah. And they're not yeah. trying to be like super over the top gory or anything like that. It's more comic book style monsters mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, yeah, let's see where what is this about? And mm-hmm. that that made it fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. James I Cummins agree. in charge of the creature effects, who who also worked on the thing. Did makeup on the thing and and we also would go on to work on deep star six before he passed away in 2010 but uh did did some really good work on this and got a lot of good people to work for him as well got a lot of guys that have moved on in the business but yeah really good effects in this yeah 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 erica what's something you loved 
I also love the creatures, especially that fish. That scene yeah, where the fish, yeah. on the, like that's like the marlins mounting yeah, up marlin, on the yeah. wall, sure. like the big catch, and it kind of comes to life, and it's like turning the head. It doesn't do anything. It couldn't, like it's still attached to the wall, and all it can kind of do is move its head and move its tail, move its eyeball, but it's just enough that it's like, yeah, to your point, it's a little silly, but it's also like creepy, because I personally just think like mounting anything like that like i caught this big fish and then killed it and mounted it on my wall to just yeah, see why every would, day why would his like, why would his aunt want that at all right why did she have oh like that? it was her husband who was into fishing because he had the uh right right, right yep so he would sure. that would have been mean, him okay wow way to overthink the aunts i pr- would say that love the marlin life, but... did not fit the aesthetic of the home Right. From a yes. design standpoint, yes. but yeah, you know, sure, sure, yeah, whatever. Loved, I agree. I totally loved all those. I also loved, um, and this is dipping a little bit into my favorite scene, but I loved all the characters, all the different characters who were there to sign his book. Mm. I could have mm-hmm, watched mm-hmm. that. It's a terrific parade. Oh, it was such a great parade. And again, I was like, oh, what a love, loved a deleted scene or a bonus scene of just more people who were there for his book, like the chatty Kathy who was like, oh, I love. Who was obsessed with his ex-wife? Mindy, who was just Mindy like, Sterling, who who would uh, play a, a significant little role in all the Austin Powers films and was uh, a Groundlings actor. I think she's a marvelous actress. She's a very talented young lady. I'll tell her that. Loved her. And then just all the different weird people. And there was kind of like a goth vampire-y person mm-hmm. and just like a dorky guy. And then a yep. totally normal just guy in a suit who was like, I'll treasure this. <laughs> always. There was every... Also, the one guy that was like, what's your next book? And it's about Vietnam. He's like, "The you mean the war? I'm like, no, no, no. About tourism in Vietnam. I'm doing a tourism book. Which I thought was kind of stupid that he'd ask that question. But... He gives it. He gives it about about the war. He's like, yeah, about my time in in, in Vietnam, and he gives this total slide eye of like, oh, uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. He's right. like, mm, he's like, oh, yeah, that pass. One. Like, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll wait for Just your next that, one. Then. That parade. I'll wait for your characters. next next one. Yeah, yeah. That parade of characters was terrific. I love that. I can't say enough. We've already celebrated the deep V. So. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Um, I uh, love the score, the Harry Manfredini score, who, you know, obviously, I think the trailer is, uh, you know, the trailer uses, I think, some straight up Friday the 13th score stuff. But this one, ha- the score to this is very uh, comforting because it is very much, you know, like a Friday the 13th-esque score. There's a couple of stings in there that are like, mm-hmm. oh, that's very Friday the 13th-esque. But it's just like there's a lot of great regulars in this and a lot of people that just sort of makes you feel uh, like, oh, yes, this is like returning to a great... Because it had been a little while since I'd seen this one. We'd already discussed House 2, but mm-hmm. um, I'd saw House, of course, many times back in the day. Um, but it had been a little while since we had seen it. And then it, it's funny that we talk about this during August because uh, this is a lot of the same people as Prison, uh, another episode during this month. Because uh, the cinematographer, Mac Alberg, same DP that does this. He also does two and three. Uh, this is the first movie, the very first movie that Kane Hodder uh, gets to be the stunt coordinator on. And, of course, he then does stunts in prison as well. And that's what marries him with John Carl Be- uh, Beekler, who then goes on and he plays Jason in Friday the 13th 7. So, like, 
I don't know. There's a lot of like really there's a lot of people on here that like just makes this look like it just looked and felt like, yeah, this is this is one of the really good ones. This is one yeah. of the really good New World movies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the score is really good. It's just really solid. And it's like some of the best stuff that New World put out when Tony Randall was making sure that Christopher Young would do the score on things because he knew like if you can get somebody who can make a great score on a small budget, it gives such production value. And then if you can get somebody who can be a great, who can make the film look good, Mac Alberg, you know, deserves a lot more credit because he, he doesn't do a lot of new world stuff. He mainly does empire and then full moon stuff, but he did a lot of, he did reanimator. He did from beyond. He did a lot of really good movies and made stuff look good because he was a really good DP, but he works up until doing the very first evil bong before he passes away. I'm like, this guy just was like, uh, well, B movies pay the bills and that's yeah. fine. And like, God bless, mm-hmm. God bless that he did that. Cause he, he makes so many movies look better than they, than they probably deserve even sometimes. Yeah. But this one is, it, it deserved a, a good DP and it, and it got it, you know? Well, and I think you have a combination of a good DP and the score in the very beginning when the grocery boy is, coming into the house and you grocery get the, boy and you get the reveal cool he says i'm the grocery I'm boy the, that's what he says i know <laughs> yeah. i was like does he not have a name mrs hooper it's me the grocery boy but when you get the the shot of the aunt who had hung herself and the camera's panning over you get a really nice shot of the room so you're not expecting <clears throat> in the foreground to have someone hanging right right but then you get a great henry Henry Manfredini stab. That's like really effective. Almost feels like a Friday 13th moment. And Mm -hmm. all of that coming together in the first two minutes of the movie, you're like, oh, oh no, we're in for something here. This is, this is a legit movie. We're about to dive into something. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's the thing. And there's a lot of factors in there too. The way the house looks, I mean, the house looks so good and it just has a quality to mm-hmm. it that is like, and it, and, it, and it helps that they had made three Friday the 13th movies. Like they were obviously those um, Bad News Bears ripoffs too. So they, they were not like just coming at this first, first one, but this feels like a, like a group of people yeah. working on a movie that have mm-hmm. worked together and it feels like a solid uh, movie. There's a lot of things I could, I, I would, you know, I can say I love, but I just loved like how well this movie was put together. It was really well put together, and and it only is significant on this podcast because you watch a lot of movies that you're like, oh, okay, well, that didn't quite all come together, did it? <laughs> That's usually the, you know, the, what we're watching. I don't know. But I this feel one, like this year we've seen a lot of things come together in very year. interesting and unique ways. This year, we've had some pretty damn good movies yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, things are, it's, I don't know. Is this is this it? Is this the peak? <laughs> is this the creative is peak? This, we hit our peak. <laughs> is next year going to be nothing but junk? I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, all right, let's switch to things we hated. Mark, what's something you hated? Um, a thing I hated was the fact that there is not obvious and tragic trauma on the face and the body of that child after being, being uh, uh, relieved from being in a cage in, in mm. the, in the fourth dimension, 
Like how that For kid sure. is just like, daddy. Like that right, kid's got, right. that kid is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact I had to chalk it up to just like in the fourth dimension, that kid felt like he was there for 10 minutes. I and it maybe, hadn't been right, maybe like right. I had to chalk it up to like the time it's a dimension. Maybe it's, it's been years, but for the kid, it's felt like minutes. There's I had no to, way I was like, there's no way a kid is that fucking well adjusted. That is impossible. Yeah. yeah. Roger, um, there seems to be a little bit of a gap in your son's <laughs> sixth grade year. Can you, Oh uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was supposed to kill a buddy in Vietnam. I didn't. My bad. My bad. He came back. He kidnapped my kid, brought him into a cage in the fourth dimension, and I got him back. It just took a little while. Wow. Yeah. Mr. Cobb, thank you for your candor, because that is actually what your son exactly said. And we thought he was full of shit. We thought he was lying. So Also, um, that movie that your ex-wife was last in fucking sucked. It was not good. That TV show is not good. Everyone hated that movie that she was in. I was like, I kind of want to watch it. Is oh, that me weird? too. No. Like, I'm into no, it. No, I'm into that. Is that yeah. odd? Like, am I the only person who's like still No, really I want to see it. I think, sure. it, was when, uh, I think it was when the, the guy act or the, the, the co-star in that said, you always blame me for that time when I was a male prostitute. And I was like, mm-hmm. tell me more. Where are we? Like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What next? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, Erica, what's something that you hated? I'm struggling to find things that I hated, to be honest. For the second for the movie second in a row. What is going on? Hot Ghost has treated you well. Hot Ghost? Yeah. We, it's... we, we really have. And I've enjoyed the this movies we watched month. this month a whole lot. This yeah. Is, it's... It's crazy. What's happening? <laughs> I mean, there's a deep V. This movie's what? 85 minutes? Maybe 90? It feels very brisk. Yeah, it goes mm-hmm. by very It quickly. feels brisk. Um, it takes turns that I did not expect. I did not realize it was going to be that easy to rescue your child from another dimension. Just <laughs> really, all you need is a rope and just some know-how and yeah, yeah. the ability just to kind of hold your breath. Avoid I guess. that creature with the wings, and then you know you're oh, good. That but... was another creature that looked great mm-hmm. when it rips the gun out of his yeah. hand and then points it at him and shoots the rope. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And I don't it ended know. up helping him. I mean, yeah. that creature actually could have been friendly. We don't know because yeah. it ends up in the end. Being... It has scary teeth, but maybe it was right. just a friend. Right. Right. A last minute addition, I believe, that creature. They asked for that at the, at the you last know, minute. Scary things can be helpful, as the two of you have learned, by inviting me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying things can help you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that I hated anything. I, I Honestly, when I, when I thought about it, I was like, Nothing's coming to mind. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I will say I did not like the kids' creatures. They were a little too garbage pail kids for okay. me. And I yeah. do mean Oh the my god, mo- that's what I loved about them. I, and that's I mean the movie, not the cards. Um Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Thank you. We don't Thank want anyone to turn on the cards. Come on, the cards are great. Otherwise, I, I was thinking the cards. I'm like, I still have those cards. I don't know why you I hate have, them so much. I have much. them too. I have them too. Okay, well, you know. In my nightstand, which doesn't make any sense. What am I going to do with them? <laughs> like, I'm they're just there for me to rifle through. But how that. many times before grab bed do you? Before bed, how I many guess. times before bed you just grab them and read them? Just like, look through go, them. <laughs> this one. Oh, so trashy funny. Tina. She did love that trash can. <laughs> she loved that trash. 
Uh, but yeah, Cleaver just... Clyde. Why did he need that meat cleaver? I don't know. Is this a baby? He just shouldn't have had that. Come on. Uh, I just felt like really there's um, look. In the end, what I truly hated this movie is that there's not enough George Went. And we yes. just, yeah. I wanted more yes. George Went. Really, in the end, I just yeah. wanted more. But the monster that is trying to pretend to be his wife, that makes sense. The monster that is Big Ben, which is, you know, his, the guy, Richard Mull, uh, playing, you know, from Night Court, who is playing uh, uh, Big Ben from, from his Vietnam flashbacks. That creature makes sense. Even when we're in this black void that's in the medicine cabinet and we have his wing creature. I don't know. That makes sense. The kids, I'm like, what? Where did this come from? It just is this weird outlier. But in the end, I can accept them. I can't accept le- I can't accept the amount of George Went that we get. I do want more George Went in this movie. That's all. I just My counterpoint is the house knows everything about you. So True. perhaps... There were a couple of gross-looking kids that that maybe. Cobb had from his past that the house knows about. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Well, that's a, as good an answer as I'm going to get. Let's move on to our favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene is maybe a scene that uh, kind of breezes past people, but I loved when the two cops came in for coffee because yes, it, it opens up for some comedy. Um, mm-hmm. It's you have the one cop who's looking at the art. He says, "Oh, my, my aunt was an artist." He goes, "I guess." Because it's like yes, yes. Yeah. rando art. It's also Alan Autry who plays the other cop. He was a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he was. Oh no way! For like three games, yeah. but still a starting quarterback. Wow. Now, and then he got into politics. He was like the mayor uh, of like Fresno, I think. Fresno, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was, wow. I, Mayor Fresno. And it's just, you have George Went, who's trying to, I, you can't tell if he's trying to call out Roger uh, or get mm-hmm. him busted in front of the cops or trying to protect him. You have the shells right. that are under the table. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just, he's just shot maybe his wife. Maybe. And so, yeah. And you're and like, she's in like this closet that keeps under opening the stairs. Up. And I was like, yep. I love it the is. whole it's great. Com- it's a really like, well done scene. It's so well done, and yeah. you don't know where it's going to go at any point, yeah. and you really yeah. feel the tension of like, "Hey, everybody, no, 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 look over here, don't look over here." Mm-hmm. And anyway, I I love that scene. Yeah, no, that's a great mm-hmm. call. That's a really good scene, Erica. Yeah, did that we? That is a good one. Did we already hear about your favorite scene? Yeah, we already we already kind of talked about it a All bit. My favorite online. is the book the yeah. book signing oh, yeah. at the top yeah, because it just that was my yeah. I almost picked that one. It's what so a parade! Good. What a parade! It's so of great, and I I really was like, oh, you know, you were saying you wanted more George Went, which I don't disagree, but that I wanted more. We could have seen sure. a whole parade of characters more than what they showed, and I think that would have been great. It was just. It was so funny. And his agent's there, too. And he's just kind of like, again, that agent, like that book agent <laughs> character. You, you want to play a book I agent. I love a good agent. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. For me, um, I love that scene where Roger gets George Went to help catch the closet creatures. Yeah. Because yeah. it brings, there's a couple things in it. For one, I love that line. There's a great line. It's obviously in the trailer where he talks about his aunt and how she was kind of a jerk. And then he says, oh, heart of gold, though. Once he finds out it's so good. All that stuff is really good. But there's also a line that I think is very, made me laugh uh, when I was watching it, which is when he hands him the harpoon gun. You ever seen one of these before? 
Yeah, sure. Every day. What is it? <laughs> and it's just like, you know, yeah. he, his con- he's such a skilled comedian yeah. that it's just like, it's so easy for him to just be brilliant with this mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, he's so good. But like, what I also really liked about this is that I feel like a lot of ghost stories are about getting people to believe in the ghost that's there. Right. Like, I'm seeing this ghost. Can you believe the ghost? So I love that he brings in George Went. And then the creature does come out of the closet and George Went does freak out. And yeah. he's like, holy shit. And I love this about the house movies, at least the first two. There's no, we need to convince you there's ghosts. There's just, there's ghosts. Just deal. Yeah. We all believe, we all know there's ghosts. And we're not yeah. going to have to kind of deal with all those yeah. elements of having to convince you that this is some uh, element of the supernatural. I love that. And I love that about this movie. And that scene is just so great. And I love that he gets sucked into the world yeah. in the closet. Yeah. And then he comes back out and George Wendt has just been sleeping with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> waiting for him to come back. Back. Oh, oh, wait, it's me. It's me. It's Roger. Roger. It's really you. Thank God. It's just was, I just really dug that scene. It's very funny. And I just love the fact that it was like, no, we're not going to have to do that song and dance of let's convince you that there's this ghost. Mm -hmm. And how do I do that? You know, it just skipped over so much, uh, you know, stuff that we didn't need. Yeah. Making contact did a good job of that too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, it did. God, we haven't mentioned making contact in too long. Wow, we, I, we we need to we need to talk about that movie more. Yeah, that another solid New World movie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into final questions. These are our final questions for House. If your realtor nearly kills you with a harpoon, do you switch realtors or do you just stay with this guy? I think you ask for a discount. <laughs> you say, listen. <laughs> You, I'm only paying you four percent. I'm getting two yeah. percent mm-hmm. on that missed yep. harpoon yep. shot. Yeah, you nearly yeah. killed me with a harpoon. Yeah. yeah, Mark, you mentioned the scene with the cops. Mm-hmm. Does this movie contain the early days of Captain Fuller uh, before he took over Twenty One Jump Street? <laughs> because Captain Fuller is played by actor Stephen Williams, yeah. who's in Twenty One Jump yeah. Street. Uh, yes, this is a prequel. This is, is 100% this a prequel. in the 21 Jump Street universe? It is, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And by extension, Booker? <laughs> uh, yes, I was. And uh, if looks could kill. It's all tied together. It's all tied together. It's all part of this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. God damn, okay. Greco. I got to <laughs> God damn that, Greco. <laughs> He's, I love that. You're a real Greco fan. I I love some Greco. So, (laughs) shit, I gotta watch if looks could kill. (laughs) Just get on it already. You've mentioned it through several episodes. I I have the the DVD. I bought it. I just need to like sit down and watch it. it. What are you doing? I don't know. Gross. You bought the DVD, not the Blu ray? I well, there isn't (laughs) a Blu ray. There isn't a Blu ray. I don't think there is a Blu ray. Sometimes you have to suck it up and buy the DVD. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to fit in. I don't know how these (laughs) things work. Steve Miner was very explicit about wanting to avoid lots of blood and gore in this, as he was trying to not be stuck in the horror genre forever. Was that a mistake or no? Um, I I thought it was a nice mix. It was a nice mix of like horror and gore when he chops up the yucky um, 
ghost that's like his wife maybe or we're not sure but that right, sort of like right. uh really gruesome looking one that he think he believes his wife has become i thought he did a good job i thought he did a good job of moving away from it and it was still to your point there's like the garbage pail creepy kids that try to pull him through <laughs> through the chimney and then there's, you know, like silly creatures and scary creatures. I don't know. Right. I liked it. I thought okay. it was a good, good mix. I didn't think it was too bloody or too gory. And it's still kind of funny. The fish, having the fish. Can't say yeah. enough about that. Right. So. Sure. Love the fish. Okay. Mark? Yeah. I mean, if he didn't do that, then he would never get wild hearts can't be broken. Okay. That's right. I mean, that's, that's right. This was the springboard for him well, being able to do that Interestingly, once he does this movie... He goes immediately from this into Soul Man. So, I mean, which so this is, was the springboard for Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Let's just, I mean, in a way, move on. In a way, let's just move on. Well, really, it's a springboard from My Father the Hero, Mark. If you really okay, want to talk well, about Steve Martin's right, career, geez. because that's another comedy. <laughs> okay. Um, he did, the, do, uh, but he did do a couple episodes of of the Wonder Years, and maybe that is what kind of like, sure. loosened him up. He did and got him ready. Yes, he did. He did like nine episodes of the Wonder Years, I believe, and the and the pilot. Also, Warlock. I mean, you know, and Warlock, of course. Yes, uh, uh, we'll get to it. Uh, you're clearly looking at his from filmography, which is important in a minute. Um, but the hand thing, when he chops up the creature that is pretending to be his wife, there's a hand that gets on. The little boy that he's babysitting, which he eventually flushes down the toilet. The little hand thing. Which that thing would never make w- it down a toilet. Was that an inspiration for Evil Dead 2? Uh, I don't think so. I don't I, think if so. If anything, it felt like a nod to like the Adams family or something. Okay, like sure. Like Thing sure. having the hand with the mind of its own. Sure. Yeah, I, I that thing was never going to go down a toilet. I have a real hard time with that one. It's not. It's not going to go. It's not going to go down. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they just had flushing capacities that we just we just gave up back from the eighties. I have a American Standard Titan, and it can it can take down like twenty one golf balls, but I know it wouldn't take that hand down. <laughs> Which is how you shit. You shit in golf. Here's balls. the thing. Exclusively <laughs> in golf ball form. You, I work my anal muscles <laughs> so that I can get. I don't go in full logs. I do pebbles. <laughs> I also kind of hover around the toilet so it works. It looks like a bucket of balls. Yeah, and then right. I watch the majesty. As, and you have to shift around. Yeah. You, to, yeah, you got to helicopter yeah. that toilet to get it to work. And then I like to watch the Titan eat it up. Just yeah. take it down. <laughs> While you're like, four... Four. Mark, you were in that bathroom for an hour. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, and that was only nine holes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I just did the back nine. Huh? <laughs> Anyone? Back there it is. Nine. There it is. Get it? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Um, finally, while we do have other Steve Miner work to talk about on this podcast, is this the best Steve Miner film? I don't know. What are the other ones? I brought it up for you. <laughs> oh, we, we have Warlock. Oh, I have to read? Hold on. Soul Man. Warlock, we already talked about in this podcast. Oh, that's a good one. Are we? Is Ooh, that? Is H2, that... Halloween H2O? Lake Placid? 
There's, so you're asking me if this is his best film? I can't answer that question. This is too oof. This is tough. I don't know. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? God, Lake Placid is a good one. Oh, it's so good. Lake Placid is Fuck. real fun. Oh, real fun. Halloween H2O is really good yeah, too. Yeah, but H2O also is, Friday 13th yes. Part 2 and 3 are real soft and spots. Warlock was good. I don't know. Yes. I can't I decide. love Friday 13th Part 2. That yeah, is like I, my favorite. Uh, it it really is. One. Like that, <sighs> that's... If I have to, if I have to sit down and watch one Friday the Thirteenth, it's part two. Yep. Now I too. like a lot of. The, I love all the others, and I, we can go. We talked about turn this into a whole episode too. I, well, we already talked I about love, our favorite I franchises. I love five. I can watch. I love five, yes. which is re- yeah. ridiculous. I can watch any of the Friday Thirteenth, Friday Thirteenth at any time. I yeah. enjoy all. I enjoy all of them for different reasons. God, I was just thinking I do about have that. Some Halloween I like more than right the others, the but and I just yeah, I barely cracked into that box set. It's it's like a Christmas gift that I'm just like each one yeah, I want to sit with keeps, and keeps giving back and gosh. we will have the we'll have part four to watch this October so uh, as we watch all the part fours on our fourth anniversary part four is a really good one that's got Crispin Glover in it that's part four is a good one and great. I have not watched it from the box set on purpose neither have I now neither have I so, I held out yeah, on that one yeah. oh out. I watched it in secret guys. <laughs> <laughs> So the question it. remains, though, is this the best Steve Miner film? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Hard to say. It's Hard tough to say. No, I'm going to say no. It's up I'm there. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say gonna, it's, it's up a good there. One. I'm not going to say it's, it's up best. there. It's up there. I think I it's can, up there. Uh, it's maybe his best new world. Can I say that? Right. Let me look. Yeah. Better than Warlock? Um, Warlock. Oh, shit. I don't know. Soul Man and House. I mean, he... Uh, uh, I think it's better than Warlock. I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, Lindsay. I'm going to say it. It's better than Warlock. Hmm. I'm probably going to regret. I'm probably going to regret saying that because Warlock too. is really good. Yeah. Shit. I can't. I don't know. I it's hard. Decide. It's hard. I don't know. I think Steve Miner is highly underrated as a filmmaker. I will just say that. I, I agree. Looking at, you know, watching this and looking over his filmography, I'm like, he's, we need to give him some more props. Anyway, I, let's I get guess, into some. Yeah, I guess a, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I guess the question is, like, where does this movie rank in all the house movies? Well, oh. we will get to that in just a second, because uh, I'm going to do some research real quick. This was shot for 40 days, starting in 40 April 22nd, days? 19. That's like three yeah. times the amount that most New World movies get. I know. They got they got a luxur- luxurious Luxurious. Schedule. Started in 1985. Again, sometimes they list this movie as being released in 1985. I'm like, they shot it in April. I don't know. That seems a little early. But anyway, I know it didn't get released in theaters till 86. So, but whatever. The, uh, as Mark said, the outside house was actually in Monrovia. It was a property that was purchased by a few firemen. Uh, and it was in disrepair, the house. So the house production crew fixed it up. And they ended up selling it for a pretty tidy amount. But not before. It also was featured in a short-lived TV show called Morning Star, Evening Star, which featured Fred Savage, who oh. will go on to be in the Wonder Years for New wow. World Television, the pilot of which was directed by Steve Miner. Interiors were all done on set and located at Renmar Studios in Cahuenga in Los Angeles, which was formerly Desilu Studios. They built a two-story set so they could actually shoot in. So they actually built a two-story house set. And it looks amazing. It does. It looks... Uh, it looks so damn good. The and, doors, uh, that door to that closet is like solid wood. 
solid wood. Yeah. yeah, the wood, the staircase, yeah. like it just looks fantastic. Credited to uh, production designer Greg Fonseca, who also worked on House 2 and Soul Man. He, he just did an incredible job on this movie. Um, the movie opened uh, February 28th, 1986, landing number one at the box office. Maybe. New World touted a $6.4 million opening weekend on 1,440 screens, beating Pretty in Pink. Daily Variety, however, refuted those numbers, saying House uh, made more like probably five to six million, and therefore left House off their top 10 chart for the week altogether. Hmm. In a piece in the LA Times, Robert Remy said this. I am absolutely outraged that Variety would have the audacity to question our figures based on the projections of some clerks at other studios. We stand by our numbers. Variety editor editor Tom Pryor, however, said we have several sources. And he acknowledged that there was a time that they, they listed some film and it was not correct. And so they didn't want to report something and they wanted to be sure. So they didn't report it. But he was very upset. Um, Robert Remy that they would dare to take away, try to take away their their number one opening weekend. However, in the Arrow Blu-ray commentary, Miner even says that they lied about it and got caught. So he <laughs> called it he called it number one or number one and a half at the box office. Um, of course, Pretty in Pink being probably the 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 top film that weekend. But mm-hmm. in a related piece about the house opening and the LA Weekly from March seven. Uh, through the 13th of 1986, they they mentioned this, that uh, they said, hey, New World, having a stand-up comic get up before the picture and explain to the preview audience that the film they're about to see is actually a comedy rather than a horror film is a very bad idea unless insulting everyone's intelligence is considered good PR. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that That's pretty insulting right there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty... I mean, I can see... Hard to work your way out of that one. There's a lot of, like, other studios that didn't take the movie because they were a little concerned about the comedy and the horror aspect of the movie and can you do both, et cetera, et cetera. So, remember that Godzilla movie I spoke about that Minor was working Mm -hmm. on with Fred Decker? Yeah. Here's how Minor described it in Cinefantastique in 1986. He said that we started out with the premise that there were no other Godzilla films. Our plan was to make Godzilla really scary and ferocious. We also tried to make the story more intimate by centering the action around a group of characters fighting for their lives like the Romero films. I'm assuming he means George Romero. Mm, uh, it could, mean could be. Nigel Romero, just someone <laughs> that... Just a guy. You know, you don't know him, but I've seen he's made some cool movies, dude. They were really into. (laughs) They were really good, dude. You haven't seen Nigel Romero. Why he didn't ever get a contract, I'll never know. George is great, but Nigel is the guy. (laughs) George ripped off Nigel a fuck ton. Oh, totally. Nigel's the true visionary, guys. <laughs> the story was told from the point of view of a 10-year-old boy with his scientist father. It was set in San Francisco, and it was going to have Godzilla come out at night and kill people while it attempted to look and find one of its uh, young. So apparently it was going to be kind of a blend of son of Godzilla, I guess, as well. 
Rick Baker was approached to make a Godzilla head, and production designer Bill Stout was hired to storyboard most of the effect sequences for what the movie that was going to be shot in 3D, uh, which Stout described as too expensive for a B-movie character like Godzilla, adding that no one wanted to take a chance with a young director like Minor. Mm. However, New World would put out a Godzilla movie yeah. a year before House. But again, also, it was like the icing on the cake. The movie was already right. made. And they're like, sure. oh, you, well, just the needed, was made. you just needed us to drop in a couple scenes? Perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that was their choice, too. That was their choice to drop in a couple scenes in Godzilla. But, uh, but also, New World took a chance on a young director like Steve Miner, and he delivered three hits for them. Um, one of which I don't think they were particularly able to enjoy because Warlock was, you know, after they had kind of fallen apart. Right. But also, he did, you know, the Wonder Years for them. And so he was a huge director for New World Pictures. So that is the research. I try to keep it short because I know we are moving on to our ranking of the House franchise. While we have this opportunity, we have watched all four of the House movies. Yep. Only two of which, unfortunately, uh, were made with New World Pictures. So we are going to rank the franchise. Um, and I think we're just going to start at four and go down. And I feel like we all have the same four, but I could be wrong. Mark, what is your number four? Well, first of all, I think that if uh, it, this should come as no surprise that it kind of gets grouped into two and two. Sure, of course, of course. So the mystery isn't really one through four. It's like the New World House movies and then the other two. And so those two, they're they're going to be compared against each other. But they were all produced by Sean Cunningham. Yeah, yeah sure. I'm just saying that it's... I, There's continuity there is all I'm saying. Is there... Is there? I mean, because my number four well, is there's continuity my, in terms of the crew. My but, number four I mean, is House Four. Yes, because that is our that is everyone yes. at the very yeah. least. Yeah, they retconned his family. He now has a daughter. Yeah, and not a son. Yep. And mm-hmm. but like, why bring him back if you're not even going to yeah. continue the story? Yeah. The retcon was actually a late addition. And they had to try to figure out a way to get Roger in there. And so that was a late. But then just give him a son and bring back the ex-wife. But they had already cast the daughter and the wife by the time they had decided to bring William Cat back in. And... So and you have this yeah. this little person with a phlegm problem that's running a mafia organization. It's it's oof. the worst. It's it's, it's, it is, it's a rough watch. Yeah, that was a guy that Lewis, the director Lewis Abernathy, knew from college. And that little phlegm machine that he does yeah. to mm. like suck all the phlegm out of his throat, and then he. I, dun- I mean, it is. Ugh. Ugh. This movie, I, mean, I, get, I, I will say yeah. that uh, watching, um, because this is, again, my number four, uh, I have the Arrow Blu-ray, so the uh, director talked about it and said, you know, I did my best. <laughs> I mean, like, the director was, like, pretty self-effacing about it in the little um, featurette they have about the movie, 
He was like he wanted. He was really a writer, and he wanted a chance to make a movie. Look, I've this I've, is the I've movie that Sean movies. Cunningham gave I've him. I've seen a yeah, lot sure. worse movies. It's not a terrible movie. It's just not a really good movie. Kane Hodder yeah. is yeah. the pizza face. Yeah, no, I, and that's I mean, funny. You know. That is, I thought it was kind of funny. The, but, probably the best yeah, bit of it's the, the whole best movie. Bit of the whole movie. It just compared to the others, it's not. It's yeah. I mean. It's the worst of the house. It movies. doesn't have somebody from Cheers, but it does have Denny Dillon, who was uh, on that terrible 1980 season uh, of SNL. Mm. Yeah, um, I forgot about the pizza face. Oh, yeah, the pizza. That's face. kind of funny. Yeah, it is. It is rough. Okay, so okay, I I had a feeling we were all together yeah. all right. on the fourth one. Okay, I had a feeling. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to number three. All right, Erica, what's your number mm. three? Here's where I hope we all stay aligned, but this could be it. This could uh-huh. be where we, right. where we splinter okay. off. My number three is House Three. Yeah. Yeah. That is my number three as well. House Three horror show. And that is not to say that um, as far as I see the house movies, the first three house movies are really good and fun yeah. and enjoyable. House mm-hmm. four is not fun, and I'm sorry no. to everyone involved. I just did not I, really care for the fourth one. I, but, hold on, I say if you ha- have any interest in the house movies, watch House Four. It's the worst of the four, for but sure. There's some, for sure. But there is an appeal to it. It's nope. kind of crazy and stupid. Nope. Yes. <laughs> I would never have recommended that as the gateway to the house movies. No, 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 not the gateway. No, God, no, no, no. Mark, I own the Blu-ray for House Four. Yeah, I, I, I have the Blu-ray. I I'm bought a saying. European copy of it back when we did House Two because I watched the other two oh, for that episode. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm just saying, House. I'm I like what I'm saying is that the first three I think are very good. I like House Three a whole lot. The thing about House Three is that. It's not a house movie. And and I don't just say that from the fact that it wasn't initially called House 3 on, on release in America. It, right. Which it was called House 3 in Europe, right. but not in the U.S. But it really isn't a house movie. No, it's it not It doesn't really, it's not a haunted house movie. It's like movie. if you took Shocker and took the fun out of it, yes. you have Horror Show. But I like horror show. And that's the thing. I do it's, too. There's only I, three. There's only three. So I, that's my, it's my third. I, but I, I have to say with a caveat of Lance Her- Hendrickson, he makes everything watchable. He's fantastic. Brian James. But Brian James Cleaver Max, is just crushing it in this movie too. Killing he it. He is taking, committed to, to a degree he probably shouldn't have been. But, he's taking a little bit of his crime waves character yeah, that he did yep, that that yep, early Sam Raimi yep. movie and that crazy little laugh that he does. It's a really good movie. I really like. We we watched we watched four. Yeah. Okay, so we watched one. We went to four, Oof. and then we watched three. Well, that's also going to so make Erica, three look a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So Erica was like. In uh, ten minutes in to, to three, she was like, "Well, this is a thousand times <laughs> yeah. better mm-hmm. than the fourth. I was one. like, "What minute are we at? This is already better." <laughs> yeah, no, I I had a hard time. I have the patience of a saint. I, Thank you for noticing. Number three <laughs> is also my number three, but it was a hard Woo! choice because yeah. I really like it. I, I yes, it's number yes. three because it's technically not a house movie. 
Correct. That's mine too. Yep. It, but it's like it's still a really fun yeah, movie. It is. No Maybe, deep V's. Not no enough deep buns. No. Nope. True. I don't nope. know. Some shirtless Lance Hendrickson to keep Which, you going. Which good job, but, Lance. You know, He's in some great. He's shape. in great. Dee Pfeiffer from Vamp. Yeah. Being yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, it is my number three. Though again, it's only there's only four. Okay, yeah. number two. So Ryan, number two. What's your number two. Number two. This is tough because I wasn't able to rewatch every single House movie, but I am going to have to go with the original House mm-hmm. is my number two. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the right answer. Yep. I'm with you. Really? Again, ha- House, I really... House one is number two. House two yes! is the best of the bunch. Woo! I love House two. House two. I, mean, look, I, I will say, you could say a lot about House one being maybe a better made film. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. And uh, it's from what scarier. I understand about and scarier. Yeah. Uh, there's there's very good, you know, even more so. Uh, there's no John Ratzenberger in two. Like there's needs to be way more, of, of course, in that movie. But part way two more. is just straight up fun. Mm-hmm. Royal Dano as Gramps yeah. is just incredible. The Catter Puppy. I love the fact that every room is a different. Yes, everything's like, a different I, world. I, I, that that got, was wonderful. You've got that Bill Maher is in... when he was trying to be an actor. Yeah, yes. and he's just a total dick, and he's like perfectly cast, <laughs> and it's like the the each room being like uh, being a different area uh-huh. is sort of explored in House One, but not like House Two. Not where it really becomes uh-huh. you know a, a big and House deal. One I, spends a little too much time in Vietnam, but yeah, doesn't a little too much, and it's yeah. the, a little it lot, is the most a little lot too much time, the most boring, yep, uh, representation of Vietnam that you will ever see yeah. in a movie. Yeah. yeah, it's tough when you are building Vietnam into a tiny studio space. <laughs> yes. You yeah. know, it makes it a little more with bit like, of a challenge with like nineteen twenties uh, uh, monkey sound loops in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're wondering if we overthought this ranking, we did. But you know what? We aligned on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, did. Yep. we did it. We agreed. We did it. Yeah. Woo. But the house movies are a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, four aside, but you should watch it. Complete this. One through complete three. The set. One through three and stop. <laughs> Some say watch one through three. Other people will say you got to watch all four just to be a completist. But that's it. That is house. That is us talking. We have talked about house two. We've talked about house one. We will probably eventually get to house three as a nearly new world. But for now, that is it for the house movies and it for our ghost. If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed and you haven't heard our other Aug Ghost episodes, easy. Go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. It has all of our episodes up there. It has our t-shirts. It has articles up there as well. It has all of our socials if you're looking to follow us and uh, keep on our journey as we watch all these New World Pictures movies. That's the hub of our experience. Check us out there. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.